Sawadikap, and welcome to the mouth of the Mekong. Those are my friends who live about a mile up the road, and they're a noisy bunch, especially at bath time. It's Monday, February 17th. My name is Michael, and I am the mouth, a longtime senior Asia correspondent for National Public Radio, NPR, now recovering. And I live on the Mekong in the Golden Triangle, where Laos, Myanmar, and Thailand meet. And it's a little windy up here on the roof today, and I've got a cold, so now you know everything. It's been pretty quiet in my village this week, with almost everybody complaining about a lack of business and a lack of tourists during what's still supposed to be high season. Even Mekong pizza is hurting, and that never happens. Yes, the political drama being fought in Bangkok is being felt even here. Democracy in Thailand, as I explained last week, seemingly on life support, which got me thinking, how democratic is the rest of Southeast Asia? Brunei Darussalam. Nope. Cambodia. In theory, but not in practice. Indonesia. Yes, and we'll get to that later. Laos. Oh, no. Malaysia. Again, in theory, but not in practice. Myanmar. Dream on. The Philippines. Yes. Singapore. In theory. Thailand. Again, in theory, but you've seen what's happened the last couple of weeks. And Vietnam. Oh, hell no. Of all the countries in ASEAN, Indonesia wins democratic gold, mainly because in the 15 years since the fall of the dictator Suharto, the country hasn't just held together, it's moved forward. Despite grim warnings from some that Indonesia would disintegrate or be overrun by Muslim extremists. None of that happened. The country, as Joshua Kurlancic writes for the Council of Foreign Relations, an excellent counterexample to failing democracy in Thailand and Cambodia and Malaysia. Why? Here's what Sidney Jones, an Indonesia expert then with the International Crisis Group, told me a few years back. People don't realize that Indonesia had a flourishing democracy in the 1950s. It wasn't as though this democracy came in on top of authoritarianism with no tradition of the give and take of democratic politics. Or as Indonesian political analyst Dewi Fortuna Anwar put it, I think that we deserve a pat on the back. Indonesia has had three successful general elections since the fall of Suharto, without much drama either. Allowing the provinces more autonomy has helped keep restive regions like Aceh and Irian Jaya in the fold and the Indonesian military in the barracks. Throughout the country, there are elections for the governors, for the district heads and so on. In fact, the complaint is now there's too much democracy because there seems to be elections every other week. Okay, the economy could be in better shape and corruption remains a huge problem. But Indonesia keeps sputtering along and could, with a little luck, soon be doing even better if the popular Jakarta governor, Joko Widodo, decides to run for president. If for some reason he doesn't, then Suharto's former son-in-law could win, which some in the human rights community would see as a setback for democracy. Human rights groups accuse Prabowo Subianto of human rights abuses during the time he headed the country's feared Kopassus Special Forces. But it doesn't really matter who wins in a democratic sense. Unlike Thailand's prime minister, Indonesia's next leader doesn't need to worry about coup attempts or sometimes violent attempts by a petulant minority to unseat him. Though Indonesia's next president, whoever he is, really does need to get a handle on that whole corruption thing in a hurry, especially in the judiciary. 
But the country muddles through warts and all regardless. Again, here's Dewi Fortuna Anwar from a few years back. When people expect us to surprise them by doing something really wonderful, we surprise them by shooting ourselves on the foot. But when people expect us to fall on our face and flat out and become totally fragmented and, you know, go to pieces, we surprise them also, you know, we don't fall to pieces. I think, I think that's been, you know, the strength and both the strength and the weakness of Indonesia. That's it for this week. Any comments, criticism or suggestions, hit the comment button at mouthofthemekong.com and have at it. Talk to you, with you, at you again next week.